welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host of this movie podcast, Andre Hutchins, and you are listening to episode 40 of Backseat Directors. My goodness. I honestly, I cannot believe it's been 40 movie reviews. So yeah, this is our 40th movie review episode, and we just started this podcast back in March earlier this year. And this will be our fifth and final movie review for the month of October. It was very close to being our sixth movie review this month, but the one movie I did see but did not have time to review on Backseat Directors was Happy Death Day. (laughs) So if any of you uh, out there who uh, might be wondering what I thought about that movie, um, I'll just give you my recommendation, and that is a, it was a maybe wait movie. I enjoyed it. My wife Amy enjoyed it, but it's not a movie that anyone really needs to go running out to the theater to go see, Um, but still a fun time. Um, But enough of that movie, it's time to introduce this week's double feature movie review. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. And this week's double feature movie is Goodbye Christopher Robin. Movie Details. Okay, so quoting directly from the official movie website, Goodbye Christopher Robin gives a rare glimpse into the relationship between beloved children's author A.A. Milne and his son Christopher Robin, whose toys inspired the magical world of Winnie the Pooh. Along with his mother Daphne and his nanny Olive, Christopher Robin and his family are swept up in the international success of the books, the enchanting tales bringing hope and comfort to England after the First World War. But with the eyes of the world on Christopher Robin, what will the cost be to the family? Goodbye, Christopher Robin had a release, or a very limited release date, I should say, on September 29th, 2017. Um, But it will be officially released into more uh, nationwide theaters this weekend, October 27th, 2017. Goodbye, Christopher Robin has a running time of one hour and 47 minutes, and it is rated PG-13. Or, sorry, no, it's not. <laughs> I think I just got used to saying PG-13 for a while. It is rated PG for thematic elements, uh, some bullying, war images, and brief language. There, there are no content ratings posted yet on kidsinmind.com, so I will not be able to provide those right now. The movie stars Domhnall Gleeson uh, as the famed author of Winnie the Pooh, Al- Alan Alexander Milne. Um, but actually better known as Blue, Margot Robbie as Daphne Milne and wife to Blue, Will Tilston as Christopher Robin, but the same, but, uh, but the name his family calls him and that he is raised up knowing is Billy Moon. Billy because that is the name his parents first came up with uh, when thinking of a name, but they thought it was too informal. And Moon because when Christopher Robin began to talk, he couldn't pronounce Milne and instead said Moon, hence Billy Moon. Uh, and Alex Lothar plays the adult Christopher Robin, and Kelly McDonald plays the ever-faithful and loving nanny Olive. This really was a superb cast. It really, really was. I was thoroughly impressed with the performance from each of these actors. Um, and, and it's honestly, it's nice to see Margot Robbie in kind of a, uh, uh, what's the best way to say it, uh, a more refined role like, like this one. Outside of her work on movies like Suicide Squad, it just shows her ability to adapt and really execute more complex characters. 
Um, and speaking of complex, Donald Gleason continues to impress me every time I see him on screen. Ever since his role as General Hux on Star Wars The Force Awakens, he has, he has kept extremely busy. Um, in 2017 alone, he will have appeared in five feature films and one TV show. And lastly, uh, Kelly McDonald's voice might sound familiar to many, especially those who are Pixar fans, as she plays the voice of Merida on Brave. So Goodbye Christopher Robin is directed by Simon Curtis, and Curtis is a British director and has directed quite a few UK-based TV shows along with uh, kind of those made-for-TV movies. Um, But Christopher Robin, uh, though not his first film, should create many more opportunities for him being chosen for more feature films, in my opinion, as his work on this movie was quite good. The original soundtrack was composed by Carter Burwell, and it was a beautiful addition to an emotional movie. Uh, I I very much enjoyed the music from Goodbye Christopher Robin. It never once overwhelmed any scene or stole the spotlight from the story like some uh, film scores have a tendency at doing, but it was just a solid enhancement to such a moving biopic. Uh, so the no financial information for the film's production budget has been released yet. Uh, I would be surprised though if this movie cost more than ten to fifteen million dollars to make. Um, not, not that the movie itself looks cheap. It just you know it's just kind of one of those movies. Um, so only international box office numbers have been released, and so far the movie has been able to bring in almost three and a half million dollars. Okay, everyone, be sure to keep listening after my review to get a quick take of what some of members of the audience thought of the movie. But now, let's discuss this movie. Backseat Directors Movie Review So out of all of the movies debuting in the month of October, Goodbye Christopher Robin was one of the films I was most looking forward to. And to be honest, there, there actually weren't that many movies outside of Blade Runner 2049 that I was excited to see anyway. But I had a feeling about Christopher Robin and potentially what it was going to have in store. So for any of you wonderful listeners out there who happen to know my family, and my mom specifically, uh, you know how much she loves all things Disney. And many of my own childhood memories uh, are associated with Disney and all things Disney. Disney movies, Disney characters, Disney songs, you name it. Basically, by the age of eight, I had practically every song from every Disney cartoon movie memorized word for word and knew the names of every single character um, even like the lesser well-known classics like The Black Cauldron. Point being, my mom's love for all things Disney also included all things Winnie the Pooh. So in Disney, uh, Disney Winnie the Pooh have really been synonymous, uh, synonymous ever since Disney gained the license to start producing TV shows and films with Winnie the Pooh characters, uh, I think in 1961. And so my mom's love of Winnie the Pooh was also passed on to all of us children to the point that she she actually nicknamed all of us after specific Winnie the Pooh characters. And in a family of eight kids, yes, that's right, I said eight kids in my family, there were plenty of names to go around. So starting with my dad, he was Beaver. Beaver because of how busy he was with work and just how handy he was around the house. My mom was Kanga. Maybe by default, but I think Kanga was actually the perfect fit for my mom. Um, my older sister, Jacqueline, was Al because she was the kind of the in- intellectual and very intelligent person in the family. Um, I was Rabbit, uh, mostly just because of my obsessive compulsiveness and always being clean, uh, cleanly. <laughs> I just wanted to have my room clean all the time. Um, my brother, Robbie, was Tigger because of his endless amounts of energy and 
mostly probably just because of how much he bugged me when we were kids and just how Tigger bugged Rabbit. <laughs> My sister Roxanne was Eeyore. Sorry, Roxanne. <laughs> I know it's probably not the one you wanted, but uh, but yeah, you, you always found a reason to pout when you were a kid, and you usually got your way, and that was usually with Dad. Uh, my sister Holly was Piglet, uh, probably just because of how cute and cuddly she was. Uh, my other brother, uh, Hunter, was Christopher Robin, and that one was probably by default as well, just because he was the lone blonde in the family, <laughs> and he was the one that most resembled that of a, to- uh, a British toddler boy. <laughs> so my sister Samantha was Winnie the Pooh, probably because of her affectionate and lovable personality and always in the mood for something sweet. And finally, my sister Carmen was Rue, and that was because she was the baby of the family. But basically, Winnie the Pooh was ingrained in all of us growing up. So going to see Christopher Robin, there was a lot of reminiscing prior to seeing this movie for me. I knew that the movie wasn't a Winnie the Pooh story exactly, but that it was kind of the story behind the story. And it played out just as such. It was very much akin to the film, if you're familiar with this film, Saving Mr. Banks, that came out in 2013. Uh, And that was the story behind the Mary Poppins story. And very much like Saving Mr. Banks, the story of Christopher Robin and his adventures with Winnie the Pooh derived in a place that was both equally magical, but also heartbreaking. Goodbye, Christopher Robin ended up fully surprising me with its depth and heartfelt efforts to tell a truthful and impactful story. I was totally unaware of the story that inspired the Winnie the Pooh characters and stories, and I was completely unaware of the life and history of the Milne family. And just like any other human living, and that has ever lived really, uh, the Milne family too went through many ups and downs, and the life for them was not as easy as the Winnie the Pooh books may have had you believe. So the entire story revolves around the four main characters, Blue, A.A. Milne, his wife Daphne, Billy Moon, or Christopher Robin, and the nanny Olive. Blue served in World War I, um, uh, coming, uh, being British, he's, he served in World War I, fought for the British, um, and he survives World War I, only to come home uh, with severe trauma and anxiety uh, just from his you know, horrific experiences due to the war. Uh, nowadays, we would call that PTSD. So he starts a new life when he marries Daphne, uh, while enjoying a very comfortable life in London among many of the upper class society. You know, so you'll see in the movie that they, they're fairly well off and they're always rubbing shoulders with the, kind of those upper brass. Uh, so Blue, he is a writer and he writes plays, but after a while he begins to lose interest in that line of work as he sees no point in writing plays when he could be writing something uh, about, about things more meaningful. He also desires to fill a void that he feels in his life and he and Daphne Give birth, to, uh, give birth to their one and only child, Christopher Robin. Uh, but as Blue continues to struggle to find his inspiration in writing, he decides to move the family to the countryside and to, uh, to escape the noise and busyness of, of London. Uh, it is there in the countryside that Blue and Billy Moon begin to really bond as father and son. They play out in the woods and go on great adventures. They take Billy's stuffed animals and imagine up wild stories and act them out. These are some of the most touching moments in the movie. You can see Billy just craving the love of his father. And in these days of playing games, he finds that love um, with, with Blue and true joy, just as, as does Blue. And through all of their adventures, Blue finds his inspiration in his son. Winnie the Pooh and the Hundred Acre Woods are given life in the weeks and months following their adventures. But no one ever expected what once just shared what was once just shared in the private 
um, in the private life of a father and son and their relationship and what would eventually explode into a worldwide phenomenon. So much so that fame and fortune began to take root into the hearts of Blue and Daphne, and Billy, Moon, uh, Billy Moon's adventures and games are now used to make a penny. What once was a treasured and loving bond for Blue and Billy Moon is now on display for the whole world to see, to photograph, to interview, and to profit off of. I was not expecting this movie to move me to tears, but on many instances, it did. Now, I'm not exactly the stoic type in movies anyway. I think, I think I've probably cried in at least five or six movies this year already. Uh, but this film was maybe the most impactful I've seen this year. Okay, so let's let's just jump into some critiques now. Let me let me just take a minute though. Um, really, just to, there's only a couple that I have. Um, so in the beginning of the film, it, it was a little bit confusing for me. I think I think it was just how the the uh, how the producers edited the film and just certain sequences and scenes that the timeline um, and certain events it, it just felt sporadic. So scenes felt like they jumped a bit, and through the first five or ten minutes of the film, I was having a hard time keeping up. Um, so also the movie's running time, uh, including credits is under two hours, which these days that does not happen too often. And most of the time I'm finding myself wishing a movie was shorter and that certain scenes were, you know, that were added kind of as filler without any purpose or just removed from a movie. But goodbye, Christopher Robin might be the first film I've seen this year that I wish was longer, at least 10 minutes longer. The time you get with the older adult Christopher Robin is so short it really left me felt uh, left me wanting more, and maybe that was by design. But it felt like the film rushed his teenage years, and it really could have spent some more time there. So the highlights of this film, honestly, the highlights for me are first and foremost the actors. Each main actor was so good in their individual roles. I was thoroughly impressed by each of them. Domhnall Gleeson gave immense depth to A.A. Milne. Margot Robbie was so good as Daphne. She really showed a lot of talent that I felt has been masked in some of her more recent movies. And this is something that I've said before on other reviews, and I'll gladly say it again. Child actors who are good really, really impressed me the most. I have no idea where the casting crew found Will Tilston, but he was so incredible as Christopher Robin. I loved him so much. Oh my goodness, he was so good. You will not be able to smile. You will not be able to resist to smile when he smiles, and you will most likely cry when you see his heart break. Um, okay, so listeners, so to end of this re- to end this review, I'll talk about the themes of the movie that really stood out to me the most, and these are themes that are are specifically unique to this movie, only because they are seen in the lives of humans everywhere. So the one thing in life that that we humans crave the most, the one thing that brings us the most joy, but can also bring us the most pain, are our relationships, especially our close familial relationships. We desire to be desired, and we long for love and attention, and we seek it most from the ones closest to us. And as you'll see in this movie, maybe you'll also be able to relate it to someone you know in your own life that it isn't money and it isn't fame. It isn't the accumulation of material possessions or the number of people you know or who know you that will bring you the joy you are seeking. It is going to be found in the hidden parts of our hearts and in the hearts of those who love us. 
A.A. Milne loved his son and his son loved him. It is when we allow the things of this world to distract us from that love that we begin to find ourselves lost and the relationships with the ones we love lost too. Okay, everyone, we are now at the end of this movie review, but now let's just take a minute to hear what two members of the audience thought of Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Hey, everyone, this is Andre with Backseat Directors. We're here with two members of the audience, and they're going to give us their quick review of the movie. I personally enjoyed it. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) My name is Charlotte. I personally enjoyed it. I, I like the story of Woody the Pooh itself and the good nature of it, so... I would recommend it for anybody over the age of eight. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. All right. My name is Ben. Um, Not exactly my style of movie. I did enjoy it. I did not love it. Um, There's a little bit, a lot of sadness in it. And so it was pretty kind of a sad movie. As far as a recommendation, um, I guess people who like kind of sad movies but still happy, then they would really like to go and see it. They would probably enjoy seeing it in in the movie theater. I don't know how much they might love buying it, but they'd probably enjoy watching it. Yeah. All right. You guys, thank you so much. And now on to our final segment, and that is our Backseat Director's Recommendation. Our Recommendation. All right, everyone. So my official recommendation for Goodbye, Christopher Robin is a go see it. My goodness. Uh, This film, it's probably in my top five this year. This was an incredible film extremely heartfelt, very moving, very powerful, and I highly recommend this film. I, I, I think it is worth the price of admission, and I think anyone who goes and see this movie will not have a hard time to relate to this movie. Um, just very, very well done. Very, very just impressed by all of the actors. And so, so yeah, I definitely recommend this movie. It is a go-see-it in my books. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode. I can't tell you guys how grateful I am enough to know that there are people out here who listen to the Backseat Directors podcast and who listen to my movie reviews. I I really do hope that all of you enjoy um, the content that we do create on Backseat Directors. It, it, it truly means a lot that, you know, that we do have supporters like you out there. Um, and so please, please take the time. If you haven't done it already, please go rate us and review us on iTunes. Cannot explain how much, uh, cannot explain enough how much it really does help us out uh, that you would leave us a recommendation review on iTunes. Um, so yeah, so and if, and if you, if you want to be a Backseat Directors a guest host and review a movie with me, just let me know. Uh, reach out to us online and find us on so- social media. Send me a message and uh, we'll have you on this podcast. And so, uh, yeah, uh, this is Andre Hutchins with the Backseat Directors Podcast, and we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. Let's go to the movies and take some friends. Never leave early, we'll watch it till the end. It's movie day. The time has come, uh, uh. so many different types of movies we can all choose from. There's action, adventure, animation, and comedy. 
There's sci-fi and westerns and classics, documentaries, uh, so many options, so much variety. There's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me. Uh, so find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone. 